friends, and welcome to World Build With Us, the podcast where we create fantastical worlds with help from you, our listeners. My name is Rob Hilferty. I'm here with my co-host, Daniel Quinn and Chris Prunty. On today's episode, I- I'm, I'm really excited about this one because our prompt comes from a patron, uh, the Lord of all Chris's, and his prompt is very simple. It is, in fact, two words. And uh, Chris, I, I, if, if you could sing along with me, I would really appreciate it. But that's that's fine if not. Uh, yeah, keep that going. Keep that going. Okay. The prompt is Mortal Kombat. Uh, and I know for a fact that that music gets flagged and copyrighted more than anything else. So you're just gonna have to ex- you're just gonna have to listen to it in your head, and you know that's fine. But yeah. Today's prompt, Mortal Kombat, two words. I am so fucking excited to be talking about something that's based on a fighting game. And uh, before we get into it, I want to go into a little diatribe about how much I love fighting games. I've played them since I was a little kid, uh, since, you know, the old NES. Well, actually, it was Super Nintendo when you actually had good fighting games. But that was my jam going into the arcade, putting in quarters playing, you know, all the bad ones like Primal Rage, the good ones like Street Fighter 2, all of that stuff. It's a deep part of my childhood, and I have a love and appreciation for the game itself. Uh, One thing I do want to point out is you might be thinking to yourself, now, wait a minute, fighting games are terrible for world building. They're terrible for story, and you're only partially right. The really bad ones and some of the good ones, like 90% of the story is really only an excuse to put two people together and fight. I agree with that. However, the good ones actually, you know, like there's a deep lore. I would strongly recommend going to uh, watch the Guilty Gear lore series by Wooly Versus. It has seven parts. It's probably... Oh, five-ish hours, and it breaks down the deep lore of Guilty Gear. And I I cannot appreciate that and and tell you how good enough that is alone. Uh, The other thing I do want to talk about, and I think this is actually very important and pertinent to what our podcast is kind of all about, which is character design and world building through character design. I think that one of the strongest elements of fighting games is is character design. You can look at, you know, any game, what, what sells people on wanting to play the game are the character designs. And you can tell a lot from a world through its characters and how well they're designed. The best ones tell you a lot about the world without ever having to read you a line of dialogue. Whew. Now with all of that out of the way, I want to get into a world based around fighting games, around Mortal Kombat. So uh, I I want to start us off. Normally, I uh, normally defer to my co-host today. That will not be the case because I want our first tenet to, to be the world centers on a martial arts tournament that everyone in the setting knows about. So that's where I want to start us off. We can kind of go from there. Gentlemen, have at it. That seems like a pretty basic uh, requirement for a Mortal Kombat setting. (laughs) Yes, Uh, but it's also important because there are some games that don't revolve around tournaments. I mean, 
Tekken and uh, Tekken and like King yeah, of Fighters. What is that? What's on in Tekken? I don't even know. That. I hate I think that it's someone game. trying to kill their dad. Oh, really? <laughs> see, see, this is <laughs> this is why I started with everything because like Daniel has only played like Frogger, and Chris <laughs> actively hates fighting games. So oh, I didn't know that. I'm oh, I'm very bad at them. Yes, oh, he is. I, he's quite. Like, I'm no good I lost to people who have never played game a fighting game before, and somehow betting <laughs> mashing just destroys me. Like, uh, I think after two hours of playing Smash with someone, they were like, "You do know that there's like a neutral B, an up B, and like a forward B." And I, I can't like, be bothered. Like, what? I just like what? Yeah, <laughs> I I love I love the mechanical precision that's ba- like that is in depth when it comes to fighting games. Uh, that's, that's kind of my jam. Like I love games like that, you know, where it's like, you learn the matchup, you learn something hyper specific about like, you know, the game. And that's, that's what I appreciate about it. But anyway, I will tell you what's going on with Tekken. Tekken every year, they have the King of the Iron Fist tournament and then you fight it out and then stuff happens at based on, I mean, look, I'm like brimming with Tekken lore that I don't want to just blurt out onto the podcast. So is it a contest or is it just like, yeah, it's the King of okay. the Iron Fist tournament. It's held. What's the one about whose dad wants to die or he wants to kill his that's dad. Tekken. You're talking oh. about Heihachi and um, the Mishima Boy. family. There's a whole bunch of other stuff going on there too. Uh, we're, I, what I'm trying to say is that not all fighting games are centered around tournaments. Several are, but sometimes it's not about that. Sometimes it's about like, oh, I don't know, uh, trying to stop justice from destroying the world or, you know, like because stopping Vertigo, the God from entering into the mortal realm, stuff like that. It, it doesn't makes- have to be about tournaments. It can be about other things. So I wanted it to be about a tournament that everyone knows about. You don't want Earthrealm to fall victim to I don't know anymore beyond saying Earthrealm. Uh, yeah, Shao Kahn. And, and also, that is technically the first ones were about tournaments. So you're not it too far off. I wonder, like, when you, when these things are designed, because I remember I watched High Score recently, that Netflix documentary, and I think it mentions Mortal Kombat at one point. Um, like, if, it, just like with Mattel and, um, I think it's Mattel and, and He-Man, like, do, do they start with, we want to make a fighting game, let's come up with some way to justify its existence? Or do the designers, like, have an idea of, like, oh, my, I'm going to have this, this, I want to make a game, and it has to be about, like, um, the, this revenge for a dead father, and so it ends up being a fighting game. I have a mm-hmm. feeling it's it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I wonder how how their design process goes. It's it's kind of, of like a weird mixture of both in mm-hmm. some cases. Like the first like Street Fighter, I mean the original Street Fighter and those types of games, they those were around it when video games were really experimenting with what video games were. So the idea of like having two people fight one another like one on one was fairly novel, right? And it really wasn't until the second one which perfected and and expanded the roster and, you know, made combos smooth and controllable that it became an immense mega hit that would like change how arcades worked in in general. Um, So I think that in the beginning it is kind of like more, and and especially after the fighting game boom of Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter 2, like that around that era, that's where you see a lot more, you know, kind of obvious cash grabs of, 
okay, fighting games are really popular. What can we do to get in on the market? And that's where you see stuff like the Eternals or Primal Rage, where it's more about finding a gimmick that you can sell eyeballs to. Like Primal Rage is your fight, your your giant like dinosaurs. And that's basically what it's about. You know, I just I mean? think it's, it's funny because like you have whole um, a whole generation of a type of art, like the particular type of video game mm-hmm. that emerges from some some um, economic need. Like so, for example, with uh, My Little Pony, right? Like that yeah. totally just comes out of having to make, make a new toy. Right. And then you have a yeah. whole genre basically come out of it. And, and honestly, when it comes to fighting games, I don't think you're too far off because fighting games are a perfect quarter muncher mm-hmm. because it's PVP. You're having people dump quarters into a machine to fight one another. Yeah, you're not really fighting the game. You're exactly. Other and so it's game. a matter. And, and not only that, but these people are like, it, it's it's this deep need to beat the other person. And like, I'm going to beat you. I don't care how many quarters it's going to take. You know, I'm going to get good at this game. And the only way that you do that is by spending money. It's an attention economy type thing. Exactly. You see the rise and fall of fighting games. And as, you know, home consoles become more and more popular, you see fighting games kind of get shoved off into this niche mm-hmm. where they're not nearly as popular anymore because, you know, attentions and and, and things shift from or, or priorities shift and it stops becoming about attention economy and it starts becoming about you know, a story and emergent gameplay and stuff like that. And fighting games never died. They came real close occasionally because, you know, the popularity just wasn't there to support them. But now with internet and like online fighting and stuff like that, it's becoming like a really burgeoning scene again. And I mean, it has been for a number of years, but even still like the advent of all this makes it so much more accessible, which I think is so much more interesting. And if you, and it's, there's never been a better time to get into fighting games uh, then now, as long as you have a good connection to the internet, there's no, there's no, um, wall of, well, I'm the best person in my basement, you know? And so there's no one else to look for to beat with online components. You can, you can fight literally the best players in the world, as long as you're willing to continue to improve and, you know, go online. Whew. Okay. Small, like brief history of fighting games aside. We are here to talk about world building stuff. So uh, I, again, I'm super passionate about fighting games. I'm probably going to do this more than once. I apologize for nothing. Go play a fighting game. They're amazing. Um, so who wants to come in with one of their own tenets so we can kind of expand the world outside of the uh, tournament that we have right now? Um, if you'd like to expand the world, a tenant I have is the contestants are recruited from multiple planets and the contest takes place in outer space. Hell yeah. Okay. This I can get behind for sure. I and there's, I've seen a sci-fi, I mean, I'm sure there is one, but I don't know of a sci-fi. Yes. A sci-fi uh, there, there's no iconic one is, is the problem, right? Like I, I would imagine that Guilty Gear is probably close, but it's not, you know, overt space yeah, lasers it looks and kind stuff of like that anime to be <laughs> so it's a universal tournament uh yeah that's actually a good question is it a universal tournament or is it a you know like integral is it a galactic tournament i don't know how big do we want that to be well it's your tenant i'm i'm, I'm willing to go any direction here um my feeling is bec- just thinking about how characters need to be very di- di- uh, diverse and deep 
that you wouldn't want it to be too large in scope because then if the conflict's restricted to a system or a galaxy even um or a few planets maybe or you know within one system you'd have more deeper relationships between them so we want to keep it within a solar system then yeah that might be cool so for different planets um from within a single system that's cool i like that idea okay um so okay i mean that that's simple enough we've got a tournament and uh chris what is your what is your first tenet so we can kind of start there because I have one that matches perfectly with Daniel's, but I want to hear what yours is first. Uh, so Daniel's actually made me think of how to adapt the one I was about to bring. Uh, <laughs> I wanted it to be that defeating your opponent, you gain also their uh, like technique or any Absolutely. of their, their moves. And seeing how it might be from different planets, I want to say that if the move requires additional limbs you kind of get the phantom limb system. You, you, you get a punch ghost of limbs. So you've got like, you've got like a Kirby or a Mega Man aspect that we've got going on here. <laughs> yes. I also wanted it to be that like, as it goes on, you're not just fighting that one person. You're fighting every person they've defeated in a way. Yes. Yeah. So oh. like the grand finale is the totality of like every fighting style in the tournament. So it's like the one and basically i didn't say that okay (laughs) or highlander but i did want to say what happens to the victor like is there a returning champ or do they retire that's that's a great question um that is so so, well that's fine because that kind of digs into my second tenet which is the stakes of the tournament are world changing the stakes for the outcome are very high, but there are rules that prevent outright genocide and world domination because I didn't want that to be part of it. I wanted it to be like something huge happens. And I think that we can probably tie those two together. Uh, your Yours, Chris, and the one that we're kind of picking here. Um, what does happen to the winner? Because the results are world changing. What happens to the world when you can, you know, is it like a Dragon Ball wish thing or is it something else i'm maybe this it sounds like if the stakes are world changing and we've got a single system there might be some um interplanetary need or conflict to, that this resolves you know periodically yes. or some resource you know like remember we had that um was it the food um prompt that we did a long time ago where in the end they got a seedling like, you know, something that, so that was an mm. economic solution. Like, well, sure. wonder what then the solution is here then. It we could have problem. it be political. Uh, the, yeah. Political. They are, they become like the. Uh, oh, the ruler ch- of the system? Like Wait. The chancellor or something. But yeah. you can only have a term limit of this many. So even if you win uh-huh. the next following, uh, like, contest, eventually you have to retire. This way it, yeah. it defeats someone who's there for thousands of years. Okay. But also adds the drama of someone who refuses that rule and just starts defeating all of the people who are trying. For yeah. It. Do you challenge them? Is that how you, you rule? All right, all right. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Um, what do you guys think of a parliamentary inter like an, a parliamentary system that is based purely on your planet's ranking within the, the tournament the fight? Yeah. That yes. makes sense. Yeah. So like if you if your representative is just like dog shit and they get last place, guess what? Like you're getting the least amount of representation in the parliament, you know? I mean, and I like Chris's idea of like the the president, you have to fight the president to take or maybe like the fight is about getting his power. 
Right, whoever like whoever wins the tournament becomes prime minister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the greatest technique is the political technique. <laughs> oh yeah. my god. So I love the fact that we're taking it away from just dumb, you know, fist punching to I'm fight like I have to be a master politician and a master fighter in order for me to maintain power. Like it's it's not just about dumb brute strength, but I, it's like no, my I, planet needs me. I have a cause, you know. I just want to say that Jesse Ventura exists. Yeah, and so <laughs> and so does Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, he was never a wrestler though. Well, no, he was a bodybuilder. That's uh, I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, I could see them fighting. Also, Jesse Ventura was, I mean, I mean, let's be real. Jesse Ventura was a professional wrestler, not like a Kurt Angle, like Olympic style wrestler. That's true. That's true. So it's, it's all entertainment. Is professional wrestler, meaning a bullshit wrestler. Is that what you're saying? Okay. <laughs> as, as a fan of professional wrestling, uh, there is an immense amount of athletic talent that goes into it, especially oh, in course. modern wrestling. Yeah. Um, I just mean, I, um, you know, I, don't want to get angry emails about like, it's still real to me, damn it. Because no, wrestling <laughs> is incredible. Like it is an incredible thing. I remember I got my my wife into it when we I was watching a match and she was, you know, to her, very similarly, it's like, oh, that's fake until you watch somebody do something that you're like, oh no, you can't not fake. You can't fake that. That's going to hurt even if there are pads and stuff. Anyway, I'm getting super off track it's, today. It's like the guy I remember in, I don't know, Anyone, some of us just might be too young for maybe in Cheers, um, the the coach, how he just takes stuff to the head all the time, and that's just normal for him. It's like yes, wrestlers. Oh, <laughs> boomer, yeah. With the, he's like he, yeah. his character arc is I have concussions. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. like really sad. <laughs> Did you it's ever so see good. the anime Ultimate Muscle? No. Oh God, yeah. I like, just realized uh, that we're like, what was their goal in that to, to dominate Earth through wrestling? I don't <laughs> remember. Oh, God. I, I watched that show when I was like a teen, so I can't, I mean, I barely remember what happened last week. Uh, okay, we're getting super off track here, but okay, we've got inter, we've got interplanetary parliamentary politics that are wrapped up with a fighting tournament. I'm so fucking hyped for this. Daniel or Chris, what's your next tenet? Let's keep on moving with this. Um. In order, so we are we are all assuming that the the the, the contest always involves fisticuffs, which is something I'd like to expand. You know, in terms of what Mortal Kombat can mean. So okay. my second tenet is it doesn't have to be fisticuffs, and then it can involve another kind of battle. So for example, it could be vehicular combat, or it could be. Oh. So I'm picturing you could be two starfighters, and that's the Mortal Kombat. As long as it's like a one-on-one sort of thing, it's just a form okay. of combat. So I, I want to I want to clarify my first tenet again, which was the world centers on a martial arts tournament. So I am I I I had the idea in mind that it would just be combat, but I love the idea of expanding it to vehicular or arrow or you know weapon-based combat i'm totally okay with that so yeah because you have... can expand the definition of martial like martial yes. means you know some kind of learned mili- not military but some kind of learned um way of fighting right mm-hmm. so maybe you know that could be two, uh, two psychics fighting each other with their minds and that's right. their fists you know the only thing i don't want to because the one thing i'm trying to avoid is like I don't want this to come down to a ch- a literal game of chess, right? 
I want it right. to come down to combat. Right. genuine combat. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I don't mean like, okay, we're going to do a rap battle, and that's our more combat. <laughs> right. Right, right, it has right. to actually involve potential death and a wit, a physical wit in some form. But yes. I imagine, you know, a starfighter still has to have amazing reflexes. Mm -hmm. It could still be a one-on-one -on -one dogfight. But I would just like to see, like, for example... I could see a fighting game that's like Mech Warrior, right? Where you're yeah. into battle mechs. And so, and even though it's not like the anime form of battle mechs where they're literally taking out laser swords and chopping each other in half, you know, a, a, a battle tech, you know, Mech Warrior battle, it's still mm -hmm. like this extreme physical thing because you're controlling this giant machine. You've got to have your wits about you. You've got to launch all these weapons in proper strategy. I could see that being a tournament, you know, between two. Oh, people. totally. I can, but I can imagine also like we, we'd have to have rules for how each round would be chosen or like what preferred method of combat each person would have to have, you know, like, and we'd have to make sure that those square in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, because I can imagine, right? Like if let's say that the boxer gets matched up with the, the vehicular combat specialist, I can imagine like the, the boxer, like his goal is to essentially board the other person and beat the hell out of them with the cab <laughs> right. of the car of the vehicle. Yeah, and I guess right? that's like something you have to resolve, like as we figure out what else is going on in the setting. Right. So I mean, maybe it's a matter of there is a there is a randomized like okay, this is the like round one is always fisticuffs. Round two and three and four and whatever. Each round is randomized in terms of elements that we can talk about. So. Maybe this one is the star fighting one. Maybe this one is the vehicular combat one or the space one or something like that. It could be that these fighters are, given that they're we're talking about the future, like they're, they're well-rounded. Like maybe yeah. all of these fighters are incredible pilots and they are also like hand-to-hand -hand combat experts and long-range weapons experts and they're psychics, you know? And so there's different rounds, like right. they're superhuman. So maybe there's different rounds of types of combat, which would be kind of neat. Yeah, I mean, it's you, you're fighting to become prime minister of the solar system. Yeah. Of course, you're going to want to be well-rounded. And mind you, there's going to be specialists. Of course, there's going to be specialists. Mm -hmm. That are better in one thing. I mean, it could yeah. be like these are all like different, um, you know, Paul Atreides. They're all basically cream of the crops of their world, I imagine, right? Yes. So maybe they're that's why they're so well-rounded. You know? Yeah, they're paragons of their planet, right? Mm -hmm. I mean paragons of their planet to a certain extent because i would imagine that there's going to be like people who are only in it for the politics who are only in it for the political ambitions and there's probably going to be somebody out there who's like i'm way more powerful than them i have no interest in running for politics or running for a political position you know that type mm -hmm. of thing you were saying that it was part of your tenant we're not constrained to the narrative of it being a fighting game but right uh i mean how martial arty can you because there's like gun foo yeah is there a car foo well that's well, what we i was were, imagining is like it could yeah. be mech to mech it could be starfighter to starfighter um as long as it's some kind of to the death combat that's true i mean or I, psychic battle you know right and the idea that, that we kind of came up with is you know these are essentially paragons of their planet and you know whatever they're going to be well-rounded no matter what, you know, like they're, they're going to be well-versed in something, but each of them have like a specialty and the, the combat sports that you're looking into are like randomized per round, except for the first round is always going to be hand-to-hand -hand combat. That's the, that's the one rule. Or I it could be the last round because that would be the coolest. Oh, no. 
Yeah, bookends. Bookends are first and last round are always hand-to-hand combat. That's that's my idea. It also would make sense um, since we've restricted to a system, you know, and it's not like the universe or the galaxy. The culturally, the sort of things they would do would be similar. So it's not like you're mm-hmm. going to have different. You might have different types of spaceships, but it's the same sort of spaceship mechanism, right? Because it's right. planets within the same system, or right. it's sports not like, might be similar, right? It's not like one planet's going to have like tech Tentacles. that is, <laughs> or, or tech that's like so outside of you know the realm right. of what the others have. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chris, what is your final tenet? I would say we've already done the political. We've already done the different military aspects of everything. Uh, if we were doing another tenant, uh, that we should do something that it limits them in some way. Because I know that we said that uh, they couldn't come back, but maybe no one can contain that much power once they like part of becoming so powerful means you can lead the solar system, but it also will like devour you. So it's, that's what you mean by term limits? Yes. It's just like the the accumulated power that you have from being prime minister means that you die relatively quickly. For some reason, I'm seeing like space tombs of some sort of previous champions. Well, that's okay. Daniel, you just gave us the fighting stage for the end tournament. Like, oh, the tombs. Yeah. Oh, you have to fight them in their tomb? So, no, so okay, it's it's not just it's not you're fighting them in the tombs. It's like a monument built on the tombs of previous champions. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where the final boss fight is. It's like, like thousands of tombs. Yeah, it's a mountain made like it's a mountain to the champions that came before. Mm-hmm. All right, so. Go ahead, Daniel. What are you going to say? Maybe those tombs do. I mean, this is something coming up for later. But maybe those tombs like do something. Because you said that each of these fighters is the accumulated power of each person they've defeated. Like maybe those tombs are placed somewhere for a reason and serve a purpose, you know? Maybe we can have it be so it's like a battery or something like that. Yeah, that's what like, I'm thinking. For like, And maybe that's where like parliament stuff kind of comes in, where it's like these batteries fuel planets in some way. I don't know. Ooh, what do you guys yeah. think? Yeah. Maybe, oh, I see. I mean, it's power, right, of some sort. Right. And and we've inter- we've intimately tied their government system to whoever, con- you know, whoever wins has this, has control, but ultimately that person gets entombed. So maybe there's a, that might be the drawback, is like you rule for however long until your challenge, or I guess until your term is up, but your power somehow has to return to the system in some way. The source. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually not too far off what I was thinking, Chris. This is going to sound kind of dumb. Stick with me here. Is it the sun? Is it Ooh. does it take place like is this monument built in the heart of the sun? <gasps> it's an artificial somewhere? sun. Yes. Oh yeah. It's powered by their power. It is yes. the power. Of the sun. There we go. The life. The life of the system. You need a star, right? Their star died a long time ago. Oh maybe it didn't become God. a black hole or whatever. Maybe it is a black hole, but they they found a way to charge it like a giant Dyson sphere with with the power of all the fighters. Oh, I'm so on board for this. This is amazing. Yeah, I'm I'm totally here for this. That's oh yeah, your 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 dying sun is literally fueled by like your powerful champions. your rage. Oh God, that's so good. And that's where the that's why the final battle lies. Place is cool because it's like this Dyson sphere tomb world sun thing. And that's and that's where term limits comes in. It's it's mm-hmm. like you have a limited amount of time to like 
literally burn out or like give it. Oh man. Yeah. I'm so it's your duty to return to the sun. Yes. Oh my God. That's fucking amazing. Yes, (laughs) absolutely. (sighs) Okay. 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 And so, yeah, the core of the sun are tombs of the previous champions. That's what we're going with. Courtney said something about black. Well, she's in our chat here and she mentioned something about black holes. Well, we we got your black hole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, God damn it. Okay. So uh, we have to give it a cool name now, like the name of the tournament. So what's the name of the tournament? Is it like the Black Hole Tournament? The Dying Sun Tournament? It gives a like, whole new a whole new meaning to this term, Starfighter. <laughs> oh, God. Starfighter? No. I'm so not dumb. going Starfighter. So That's terrible. God, no. Uh... All right. So, but... It's it, what, what's it going to be like? Black hole, sun, the song. Yeah, I want the Dyson Sphere Arena to be called the Battle Dome. The Battle Dome. <laughs> Obviously, that's what they call it colloquially. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Battlestar. Wait. Galactica. <laughs> all right. Battlestar Galactic Tournament. They've taken all the names. <laughs> they kind of have, actually. No, we'll have to just yeah. come back to that, I think. I, I agree. I agree. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Okay, hold on. Uh, we all are our, our naming conventions for each of our settings are blank of a thousand blanks, right? Can we have it be like the tournament of a thousand champions or something like that? And yeah, maybe that's like the name that's the name of the tournament and the series that we're doing. Yeah, I could see that. Nah. that I'm or, sure uh, something something will come sons. up. Oh, <laughs> the, 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 what's that phrase when you're really mad and you're like, I hate this person with the passion of a thousand sons? Like, yes. <laughs> uh, so so battle of a thousand sons, is that what we want to call it? <laughs> I have no idea. I think that's cool. I think that's cool too. All right, cool. We got the name and the name of the tournament in one shot. There we go. Okay, so... We've got our tenants out. Do we have any questions about the setting that we want to cr- that we want to ask before we move on to the flavoring, or or, or rather the um, the world anchor that we're creating here? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I wonder what the rulers' responsibilities are. We left that relatively vague, but I'm sure we'll figure that out. Um, you know, it's kind of neat in that you have a ruler, I think they would be less motivated by political maneuvering only because the the reason why you have that is because our rulers aren't really incentivized properly. So here they're incentivized (laughs) to sacrifice themselves in the end. So that's a different kind of reason for wanting to do this, um, which tells you a little about their culture. Yeah, like they they might have more noble intents or at least ambitions as a culture. Um, And I mean noble in a a, a, a medieval sense, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Can, can we even have it so it's like we're in besides the sun we're in a post scarcity world like all this, yeah, this system itself so yeah. it's like this is all that matters really i mean they have to have a certain level of technology to have built their own star you know? yeah so I, I think we can do that as well right where realistically this whole system is fine like all they need is the sun and they can continue yeah. to thrive I mean, that's cool because then um, you can, oh, it's almost like a Star Trek fighting game, which does not exist. <laughs> I believe we just invented that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'll tell you why it doesn't exist. It's because you couldn't get a more perfect fight than Kirk versus the Gorn <laughs> in the original series. So, uh, 
it's yeah. like it's like if the whole system were Klingons, but it wasn't so gritty. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I wouldn't even say that they're all Klingons necessarily. I think that there's some, you know, like because I, I don't necessarily see this as a warrior culture. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. Like I'm trying to think, like what's the closest thing in Star Trek? I guess it would be Klingons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, oh man, this is so good. This is, uh, I'm, I'm so excited for this setting. You have no idea. I'm, I'm beaming right now. The time um, of Kalis. Yes. <laughs> I think I think okay, that's, that's what I mean by the noble part. Like there's something very noble about the Klingons, despite their kind of Viking overtures. So like, I could see this, you could play the society out in so many ways. Like it could be very like straight laced and Star Trekky in the sense of like the Federation and that they all like, they train in their Federation style, you know, thing on each planet. And it's all very formal or it could be super outlandish and fantasy esque, you know, it all depends how you want to play, how it, you know, color it. And I think that realistically, you could also have it so it's different for each planet as well. That's if you want to go yeah. gonzo with it, yeah. by all means, have a planet that's like, oh, they're the ones who have like the annual tournaments and, you know, blah, 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 whatever. And mm-hmm. then it's like, oh, no, there's a very regimented system like two planets away, you know. And that would work with the style of fighting games like you were saying before, because it oh, seems yeah. like they have to be very individually stylistic. You could also and, have it be a choice to join this kind of federation. Like there's probably a lot of benefits from uh, yeah. these leaders and everything. And the fact that all uh, like wars aren't really fought, there's champions fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and again, I think that uh, what you were saying earlier, Daniel, and, and, and it goes to what I was talking about when it comes to character design through world or world building through character design is, you know, even though this is an interplanetary thing, you can look at a fighter and based on how they're designed, you can yeah. tell about their culture just based on what they look like, how they fight and what they, you know, like what they're about, mm-hmm. you know, like. I, I really think like that, that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's one of the interesting things that you can do with a fighting game type setting. And I think that in this case, it works even better. So I'm, I'm totally mm-hmm. down for that. It helps us like it'll be really easy to design factions because. We're starting, we can start with an individual fighter and work backwards. Oh, yeah. We oftentimes have to go the other direction because we're starting with a faction getting to a character. So it's kind of neat. We can go the opposite way. Yeah, they're representative of their planet. And you can do it in such a way where it's like, and, and, and the thing that's interesting about this is that we can avoid monoculture planets, mm-hmm. you know, by through this, you know, it's. Well, through it's the not, post-scarcity bit, because like yeah. the you can you can think back like okay, well, how how does post-scarcity interpreted in their world? If you want to go the Gonzo way, which I think is a cool direction, because then like you know what the fighter is capable of doing, why they do it, it depends on their cultural aspects rather than you know their species or whatever you mm-hmm. might design them to be like, since they're all I assume one species. I'm assuming that as so. well. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other thing is it, it also gives excuse to uh, why certain planets are specialists in certain types mm-hmm. of combat as well. Forest planet, ice planet. We don't have to worry about that. <laughs> that that's what I was saying when I was like, we don't have to worry about the monoculture planet. Yeah, you know, like yeah. the mono, like, oh, we don't have to worry Desert about planet. One. Yeah, that's such a boring ass trope. It's, so it's like, Star I get Wars. it. I get it when I was like a little kid and like yeah. drawing on my notepads, like, well, this is the ice world. And this, <laughs> but it's like, the fact that I'm in my 30s, I shouldn't be thinking about planets in that regard anymore. Yeah. You know? Like we should be moving past that as writers and as world builders, you know. Um all right. So we've we've answered the questions. I think it's time that we move on and we think about 
the the world building anchor that we're going to be figuring out. So let me get my dice, roll some of them, and we go from there. So remember that the world building anchor is something that is very important to the setting as a whole. Uh, we've already kind of built that with the the tomb, like the the sun. So this might be something that's a secondary uh, thing of, of great importance, but we're going to figure that out. So the anchor that we're going to be focusing on is going to be a villain. And the theme for the villain is going to be corruption. So we have the world anchor, which is a villain whose theme is corruption in our big uh, battle of a thousand suns. What are we thinking for a villain whose theme is corruption? Chris, start us off here. I think going back to what I brought up earlier of someone who refuses to die or to use their term limits, I could see it as maybe they have found a way or maybe they're from a planet that can siphon life from others. So they've just been, everyone they defeat is also prolonging their life. So that's how they've gotten around the term limit. So they've corrupted the ideal of it. Ooh, I mean, it makes it makes sense because the corruption bit has to undermine the whole system. And like if this whatever this person must be, I mean, they're the opposite of what this whole culture is about. Like they're sacrificing themselves to keep their culture growing by adding themselves to the star. So clearly this guy doesn't want to do that (laughs) or this girl. Right. So this person has corrupted the 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 tournament itself. So it's kind of siphoned. Oh, maybe. Get, do we have to have this be so overt? Can we have it so they're siphoning off from champions without other people knowing? Like a Palpatine-esque kind of situation? I was I like thinking that. like maybe using the Dying Sun as a, almost as a kind of phylactery of, of mm-hmm. kinds, you know? Yeah. But so I, have, I mean, they, have they just fought longer and no one questions it? Or is it kind of seen as the turn limit is not a hard rule, but it's seen as their fighting prowess and their will to live? So they're like, no, they're, they're the best. They've, they've gone longer than anyone. So there's another idea that's floating around, which is a corrupt pacifist politician who wants to get rid of the tournament. Disgusting. Can we it square that with what, what, what Chris just said? Uh, the the question that I have about the poly, the the pacifism a- angle is how do we get around the whole you know it's literally powering the sun thing. What do you mean? Because if if there's no tournament, mm-hmm. conceivably there's no one to fuel the sun, right? Oh, no batteries to add to it. Exactly. So so what this is essentially then? a death cult. Is mm-hmm. is what a is what that makes me think of which ultimate pacifist yeah mind you i don't think it's unreasonable and i don't think it's inconceivable maybe he wants to leave the system maybe he's sick of this goddamn system and they need to explore the rest of the world universe and he's like we're clinging to these old traditions keeping the star alive and there's a billion other stars in in the universe like i need to end this by ending the star and forcing us to migrate so maybe not a death cult he's a he's about colonization and about expanding into the universe interesting and and maybe we can have it so mm, okay okay i like i like the concept here i like where we can go with this um i'm trying to square something i'm trying to figure out because oh but he needs the power of the star to do that yes like you they, and that's why they're siphoning the power 
away from the sun is because they're mm-hmm. using it to explore other options, other to solar build systems. A st- like a ship. That that is capable of moving the entire system. And that could be the secret battle level. Yeah, that's the true ending. Yes, yes. exactly right. Yeah. Like in what's the other one? The a fighting game that size tree for the Marvel one I really love. That one always has like a, a secondary super boss at the end, right? Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, there's always an onslaught or an apocalypse or someone who's bet. You know what? That's a perfect. That is a perfect analogy, Daniel. Oh, man. So there's the final boss who is, you know, like the that's where you have your fight on the tomb of champions, right? In the heart yeah. of the sun. And then that's when the real boss comes out and they're like, I have been siphoning power from mm-hmm. the champions for X amount of years. That's now your phylactery guy. Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Okay. Yep. Oh man. We got it. We got, we got the, we, we even managed to keep it within the realm of fighting games where there's the <laughs> boss and then there's the secret boss that you have to get to and beat afterwards. Yes. We fucking did it. Okay. I am dreading this moment y'all because here is where we throw in the twist. Uh, are we ready for the twist? Because man, this could go a number of ways. Oh God. Yeah. And remember, uh, we, we reset the twist list, which makes it so who boy, we got some good ones y'all. All right. Let's see what it is. All right. Um, I don't know how to square this one. The twist is we have an unreliable main character or narrator. Ooh. Yeah. That could work. That that's a really interesting idea. Since we don't have a main character yet. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't we don't have we don't we can make one characters. and then divert it. <laughs> I mean, alternatively, our main character slash narrator can be the pacifist villain, but it could be the villain, yeah. We sure. have to think about that next episode yeah. as we square the twist. So that'll do it for this episode of World Build With Us. Remember that if you want us to build your world, you can always go to our website, worldbuildwithus.com and click on the submit prompt link. And in due time, we will create the world that you submitted to us. This uh, particular world, for example, was submitted by Lord of All Chris's, a Patreon supporter. We do have a Patreon, by the way, obviously. And if you want to submit your world, do so. We have a ton of fun uh, and our, we would not have a podcast without you, what I'm trying to say. Anyway, if you want to follow us on socials, we have uh, Twitter, which is at Let's World Build. You can also join our Discord and talk about how cool fighting games are or world building in general. That's fine, too. And like I said before, feeling particularly generous, like the Lord of all Chris's, you can always go to our Patreon and give us money. Uh, for no reason except that you're nice and kind and also we give cool benefits. But anyway, that'll do it for this episode of World Build with us. Remember that we love you very much and we're going to get through this together until next week. Mm-hmm.